You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio, head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Women Who Chat. Today is a little bit different. You've just got me. I want to talk to you about time. That's right, time, the time that disappears, the time on the clock that ticks away, the time that sometimes we don't know where it's gone. We all have the same amount of time, and I don't know how many time management courses I've been on in my career, loads, but it always is a, an issue, and it's been an issue for me recently, and that's why I wanted to look at it in particular and come on today and just share my learnings, some of the mistakes I've made in the past, lessons and a few top tips as well. And if you've got anything that you can share, some golden nuggets, then please get in touch and share your ideas, your top tips as well. So time is an essential ingredient for your recipe for success, you know, without good time management, you're not going to be able to do what you do every day in an efficient way and be productive. And the thing is, and I'm not going to lecture you at all, I'm going to keep this really light. But we know as women in business, our schedules can sometimes resemble a juggling act. We're trying to do this, we're trying to do that, and we achieve nothing. So we got meetings, we've got project projects, networking events, presentations to prepare. We constantly feel like time is playing a game with us. But here's the thing. Time management isn't just about checking off lists on tasks. And I do have a to-do list. I must admit, it's the only thing I write down. I have a notebook. I write my to-do list out every Sunday. So that's my first tip. I brain dump on a Sunday. When I was a child, I could never get to sleep on a Sunday night because I always knew probably that I hadn't done my homework for the next day. But I, it played school played on my mind and I'd run through all the things I might have to do that week. And it used to keep me awake. And quite often I'd lay awake till one o'clock, two o'clock, you know, running things through in my head. So many years ago, I learned that the best really tool for me was to mind dump on a Sunday. And I spend probably 20 minutes, maximum half an hour, sometimes not even that, and literally brain dump everything that I've got in my calendar. I'd check my calendar was all clear and I knew what I was doing. I'd write my to-do list. I'd update and pick up any things that I hadn't completed from the week before. And that set me off to a great start. I close it up, enjoy my Sunday evening, and then I've got the week ahead to look forward to. So it really was a great way and is now a great way. And that's how I manage my time during the week. And yes, I do like to check off tasks. I do like to tick off tasks. And I try and give myself three only three tasks to tick off each day. If I do more, then I'm absolutely 
on form, but I don't give myself the pressure. But actually, time is about prioritising your self-care, health and well-being around your work. And I probably should say that in reverse, because now I've decided to prioritise my self-care, health and well-being and put my work around that. So everything I do goes in my diary first. And I've been rattling on about this for a couple of weeks now. I hate the word me time. Uh, I really don't like it. And I've said it recently in a podcast. I hate the expression because it's not specific enough. It doesn't tell us what we should be doing. It just says me time. Well, me time for me could be cleaning the windows. It could be going shopping. It could be doing anything. So me time for me is specific. It is a spa day. It is having a long soak in a bath. It is going for a long walk. It is having a pamper session. It's something for me, but I do make it specific and I do write it in my diary exactly what it is. Then it just doesn't fade away because I do remember many years ago being told to put me time in my diary every week. And it I used to get there and I used to say, me time, well, what's that going to be then? And it never really used to happen. So I think being specific about the time you allocate for yourself is good. I've shared before that my holidays go in the diary before absolutely anything else. So, but let me share some of my other things that I do. And I have talked about some of this recently, but here's a few different spins on it. So the Pomodoro technique, this is an old technique. So obviously, you know, you still need to find a technique that, that works for you. So this might not be the one, but I think this is a great one if you're just starting to try and plan out that time. So set a timer for 25 minutes of focused work followed by a five minute break. And I use one of these little cube timers and you've got different times on there. I've got 15 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And you just pop it over and it pings at the end of that time. And it's also good for you to get up from your, from your desk and your working environment. I go and get a glass of water because I'm trying to drink more water throughout the day because if you keep hydrated, it keeps the brain more alert. But also it, you know, it, it makes us move because we've become a sedentary nation. We sit on our backsides all the time. You know, we sit at a desk, we drive everywhere. We've, you know, when I was a child, I walked everywhere. We did have a car, but the car was for going to specific places and outings. It wasn't necessarily used to nip to the shops. It wasn't necessarily used to take us to school. You know, we used to walk and get the bus. I used to ride my bike a lot to get places as well. So set this timer for 25 minutes of focused work, followed by a five minute break. And you repeat that four times. And then you reward yourself at the end, not with chocolate or a glass of wine. You reward yourself at the end with a longer 15 minute break. Now, I use my little five minute breaks for all sorts of things. So I use it for going and filling my hot water bottle at the moment because I'm incredibly cold everywhere I go. Filling up a glass of water, nipping to the loo, going outside with the dog and, and just grabbing five minutes in the sunshine. But it gets into a habit. And actually, I've found it's great for efficiency and pro productivity. So give the Pomodoro technique a try. Let's talk about multitasking. I'm a big multitasker, constantly juggling two or three things at once. I've always got multiple screens open on my laptop, sometimes two laptops open. I'm sort of doing something on my phone. I'm rushing to do something with the dog. I might have a million things going through my brain. And I honestly believe 
that my multitasking, that's my brain going faster than my body more often than not, is what's led me to break a lot of bones. I really do. I think because my brain is so far ahead and it's racing with ideas. I've got one of these innovative brains. I just come up with ideas all the time. And I think because I'm focusing on that, I'm not really looking where I'm going. So I stumble and fall, which isn't great. And I've made a promise to myself that I'm going to slow down and not break as many bones going forward. So the multitasking is great, but sometimes we've got this temptation to become superwomen and tackle a million things simultaneously. But it just leaves us feeling overwhelmed and drained because we never finish anything. Because unless you can really focus on the task in hand, you don't make a very good job of it. So, and I forget things. I have windows open on the laptop, multiple emails open, and then I forget my thread. I forget which one I'm doing. I forget where I am. And I end up getting nothing done at all. So rather than that, it's better to focus on just one thing at a time. It doesn't mean to say you have to drop everything else. It just means that those plates are going to spin a little slower and you're going to focus on the one that's wobbling at the top. You're going to focus on the thing that actually needs to get done. Because if you focus on that one and that gets done, then you've got time then to go and do another plate, a spinning plate. You know, you can go and focus on another one. And by doing that, you actually get more done. So I do think the power of focus is really important. I time block Uh, I put tasks in my calendar and I time block to get specific things done, especially if they're really meaty, chunky things. And I always do the, the biggest task at the start of the day. But it really does give me a huge sense of accomplishment and really makes me feel good when I've actually achieved something. So I'm actually finding that although I was a huge multitasker, I'm changing the way that I work. I'm changing the way that I work to be more focus led focusing on just one thing at a time. And then you need to prioritise yourself. You know, the self-care is a non-negotiable and it has to be non-negotiable. And this is me coming back to me time again. So whether it's exercise, going for a walk, swimming, yuck. I don't think, I don't like getting wet in, in the winter. I don't mind having a shower, but I don't like going in the swimming pool in the winter. And that mindless swimming up and down. But I know loads of you love it. So swimming, meditation, reading a book. I've started doing that now in the evenings. Instead of watching the telly, I've been reading books. And for once, I've stopped reading personal development books. I'm actually reading inspirational stories, autobiographies. I love autobiographies. So I'm reading one of those at the moment. But reading, enjoying a bubble bath, just commit to the eat. these activities and and pop them in your calendar. Nobody's going to see it except you. And if you're healthy, then you're going to be far more able to A, perform the tasks you've got to do in your work, but actually unlocking your full potential. I'm briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, oh, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they can stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that you could banish the nerves and anxiety and know exactly what to say? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker Boot Camp on Sunday the 28th of January. It's a day packed full of content and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage again and again. 
Book your place now at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There are also monthly payment options available. Just get in touch. Now back to the podcast. come on to delegating. So I'm probably the worst at delegating. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do about this later. I'll I'll share that with you at the end. But yeah, delegate like a queen, basically. Delegation sometimes feels really hard and it's the control thing. We Nobody does it as good as we do. We have our way of doing things and we like it done just so. We know how to do it. And quite often, and I've been in situations where I've had to delegate stuff to other people because I simply know that I won't get anything done unless I do. But it's the hardest thing in the world. And I think when I do delegate, I look at the way it's been done. and I think, oh, I wouldn't quite have done it like that. And I probably would have said that. And maybe I could have done that. And then the temptation is to jump in and say, no, you don't do it like that. But actually, somebody else's input and their style and their way of doing things might actually be better than ours. And you just have to hold your tongue and think, actually, you know, you need these people to do things in a different way because our way isn't the only way. And it's really hard. So embracing the art art of delegation will free up more of your time for more important things. And it's just really identifying tasks that that can be handled by others. And I went through a really great exercise many years ago when I ran my solicitor's practice. And it was to write down everything I did for a week, every single thing, you know, feeding the dog, cleaning the house, opening up my emails doing my accounts, doing everything I had to do, answering the phone, using the photocopy, whatever it was. I literally put five minute blocks on a sheet of paper and every five minutes I wrote down what I'd done. And it is a bit of a chore to do, but actually, gosh, was it mind opening. It really was. um, Yeah, it just opened so many opportunities, really, because what I did then was highlighted those tasks that I absolutely loved, the tasks I really look forward to. So for me right now, that's speaking. I love speaking. I love teaching people how to speak. I love standing on stages. I love hosting my events. And I love seeing people transform. I love educating others. So, But what I don't love is doing my accounts. What I don't love is sending all the emails and the follow-ups and the everything like that, but it's got to be done. So it's taking all those tasks that you absolutely love and highlighting them. Then it's looking at all the tasks you really put to the bottom of the to-do list, the ones that go to the bottom of the pile every single day, like completing your tax return and your end-of-year accounts and all those horrible accounty things that need to be done as part of a business. So then what you do is you look at those tasks that you absolutely hate and you think, well, how can I get rid of those? How can I delegate those to somebody else? And it might be that you outsource them to a bookkeeper in the case of accounts or accountants or something like that. In the case of other tasks, there might be people that can do those tasks. So if you really can't stand them, I hate Instagram, for example, don't like it, don't enjoy it, have to put a reminder in my diary to go on there once a week and I struggle to do that. 
So I know that I need somebody to manage that for me because I don't really enjoy it at all. Fortunately, Instagram is not where most of my clients are, so I don't need to worry about it too much. But identify tasks that can be handled by others, you know, and then empower your team and, and watch what can happen as a result, because it opens up space for you to enjoy higher levels of productivity and building that self-care as well. So letting go, delegating isn't always a bad thing. And then celebrate your small victories or your big ones as well. So we sometimes focus on the big picture and the big goals and, you know, getting this and achieving that turnover and making sure we've bought that car and we've, you know, reached all these different milestones that we set ourselves in our business plans. And we forget about the little things. And sometimes the little things like getting a testimonial off somebody or, you know, just those simple things that somebody said, thank you, or that you've had an impact on them, you know, reward yourself. And, And again, it's not all about chocolate and wine. It's about, maybe giving yourself some time off to go to go and do something, meet your friend for a lunch or treat yourself to something. In my case, I love stationery. So quite often treat myself to new notebooks and highlighters and sticky notes and things like that, because I get a real buzz when they arrive. I just love it. I should open a stationery shop, but ironically, I'm paperless. So I've just got all these lovely planners and books and coloured pens everywhere. But I get them out occasionally because I just love using them. So treat yourself. Make sure that you have that time to treat yourself and celebrate those small wins, those small victories. So I'm hoping these tips will help you find that sort of harmonious balance between work, self-care, look after your health and well-being as well. And I think the thing to remember about time management, I hate that expression as well, time management, about managing your time. It's not just about squeezing more tasks into the day. So you're not really trying to ease your time so that you can do more work. It's about taking a slower pace, appreciating what's around you. Because i that's one other thing I've realised. I'm so busy racing from A to B, from one task to the next. I'm not appreciating life. I'm racing to the next day, racing to the next day. And before I know it, there won't be any days left to race to. So I'm taking things at a slower pace deliberately. And it's really difficult. It's really challenging to sort of take the foot off the gas when you're used to working at this super double speed, uh, multitasking and, and high performance and trying to deliver everything to everybody. And I think, you know, taking the foot off the gas and just focusing on the one thing, it will really allow you know, you to be that person that you want to be. So it's not about squeezing more tasks in. It's not about cramming everything in. So I, you know, invite you to embrace the power of time management, embrace self-care and well-being and look after your health. Um, And you'll be far more efficient as a result. You really will. So really, it's for me, what I'm going to, and I'm going to share what I'm going to be doing. So I'm going to be setting aside focused time where I work. And that is going to be measured. It's going to be in time blocks. I'm going to time myself. I'm going to make sure I get plenty of fresh air in the day, going for walks, albeit with woolly hat and big coats at the moment. But it is going to be all about focus time. And I am just picking one task at a time because I am finding that I am getting through more. I've been practicing this all month and I know we're only halfway through, but my productivity has really escalated as a result of doing this. 
So I'm giving my undivided attention to the really important tasks that need to get done. I'm also prioritising my well-being. I've been for last week, I took a day out and I just decided, right, and everyone said, oh, what are you going to do with that day? You're going somewhere nice. And I said, no, I'm going for a full service and MOT. So I decided all those things that I've been putting off, you know, all those appointments that come through for, you know, annual checkups for this and three yearly checkups for that and your six monthly dental appointment. I've been putting them all off. I haven't done any of them. And I realised, I thought, do you know what? I'm really going to have a full service in MOT. So I did. And I felt so much better for it. You know, I've been to the opticians. I've been to the dentist. I've been to the GP. I've, I even took the dog to the vet. So I'm feeling really chuffed with myself because even his boosters were late because I've been trying to cram everything in. So, yeah, it, I'm really priorita prioritising my well-being and then I'll be better able to take care of those, especially my poor pooch, um, because he's now had his boosters and his worm tablets and his tick things. So, yeah, I'd really had neglected him, too. And I've even booked in his cut and blow dry before Christmas. So he's going to the poodle parlour. But taking after care of yourself physically and mentally will really help you stay energised and focused in, in so many areas of your life. So just a reminder to seek support and delegate tasks when you can. And whether it's hiring a virtual assistant or, you know, relying on family and friends for help, you know, especially when you've got you're a caregiver or you're looking after others, get that help for you as well. Collaborating with others in business. And I've got a lovely collaboration coming on. Well, I've got one at the end of the month and another one next year for International Women's Day where I'm collaborating with other women in business networks, which is absolutely fantastic. And I continue to invest in my personal development and attend workshops and I'm constantly learning um, and getting out more and going to conferences and things like that because I'm a believer that you can learn from the people around you. You don't want to learn from people that are bringing you down. You want to be learning from people that are lifting you up and learn from people who are doing things that you aspire to be or that you aspire to have and I think, you know, you can learn from those people. Well, how did they do it? Actually, that's really interesting. I probably wouldn't do it quite like that, but I can implement that element or that part. So it's really investing in your personal development. And I do spend a huge amount of money on personal development myself, because even though, you know, I've got a lot of experience, I'm always learning. There's always something new to, to learn. So I look for opportunities to network as well and meet and learn from other successful women in business and to just generally learn from others. So it's finding a balance that works for you. It might take some trial and error, but I believe that with intentional management of your time, you can focus on your efficiency and then, you know, you can actually be more productive both in life and work. So, yes, I am going to be delegating a lot. I always use suppliers to deliver my events anyway, but I'm actually biting the bullet and, and getting a VA again. I had a VA before the pandemic, but obviously with events falling off the edge of a cliff, I let my VA go. And I've sort of battled on my own thinking, well, I can do it quicker myself. 
but I know I can't. And so I've made a really specific list. It's like a bullet point list of every task that I now want to delegate. So I will be getting my VA on board in the new year. And I'm really excited about that. And then I want to expand by getting other people on board um, to do specific elements of my role that actually leaves me free to do the delivery and the standing on stages and the boot camps and everything else that I love so much. So I hope that some of that has been of interest to you. Uh, I'd love to hear your tips. Please do feel free to get in touch. Um, you can always contact me via the website womanwho.co.uk and I'm sure I will probably be seeing you at an event very soon anyway. So in the meantime, I hope you've taken some learning from this and I'll catch up with you soon and see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.